this is Utkarsh Kumar, or you can call me UK, as a lot of people like to call me. And with me is my beautiful and lovely host, Kritika. You can call me K because my name is a little too long. <laughs> yes. So this is the KAP podcast. Yes. Yes. This is our first episode. And just to give you guys a brief idea about the KAP podcast, K stands for K-pop, A stands for anime, and P stands for podcast. So basically in my intro, I said that we are the K-pop anime podcast podcast. That was so silly of me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, whatever happens. It's all a part of the world's plan. Yep. So, we are starting this podcast as part of one of our summer projects this year, 2021. So, I am Utkarsh once more and... I'm Kritika. Yes, and we are going to be entertaining you for the next future, for the upcoming future. (laughs) So, as for the reason why we are making this podcast, we would like to go all the way back to the past, back to the ancient world of 2019, when we first met. Oh, dang, that was like two years ago. Oh, my God, that's so old. Yo. Oh, my God. Dang. Time flies. Oh, my God. Time does fly. We are like 80 years old now in the last two years. No, <laughs> I don't want to be old. But we're going to be old someday. Not now, though. It's postponed. Getting back on topic now. So, we, uh, in 2019, we started uh, hanging out with each other in our first year of the SPGen School of Global Management. We are both BBA students. So, Kritika, what were your first opinions of me when you saw me? Well, the first time I saw you was during, like, orientation. Mm. And, like, almost, you know, like, when they were asking us questions and stuff, you had, like, the mic 21st. I'm like, dang, this guy does speak a lot. And I was like, dang, I need to do that. Because, you know, like, me, I'm pretty quiet in general. So I was like, how? But then I met you, and I'm like, oh, my God, your personality is lit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, like, when we first met, it was, like, such a wild, like, wild day. I mean, I remember it was our midterm exams when we first, around our midterm exams when we first started like properly hanging out. Right? Yeah. It, like I remember one of our first meetings it was, was when we had a world culture studying session. Oh my God, I still remember that. You, you remember on the second floor, we were in one of the breakout rooms and I was literally give, teaching you and Yash about like world culture and all that bullshit. Wait, wait, that was after the first time you went was like, remember the football couch area thingy? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the place we first met. Ah, me and my dumb brain and my dumb memory. <laughs> I'm just like, what? So, when we, so we first met and when, so we first met in our first semester in SPGen in 
they i already have plans for seven different anime conventions in melbourne and sydney oh yeah you said there's like this one really big one that happens in melbourne there's the otaku con there's smash in sydney smash every year has over 500000 attendees dang wait which was the one you went to in singapore uh it was the c3 afa convention that had uh, 40000 people oh that was going to be huge yeah i mean like it was 40000 people in singapore in the convention and still it was like so packed but i've heard for like smash you have to stand in line for like hours like during the day to just to get in yo like, but it's going to be lit though if it's that much that means it's worth it yes no like i heard like a few years ago the author for like one uh, the author for like one of the biggest anime series out there came to smash i believe i don't remember which one but it was like a huge deal and like he signed some he signed some autographs and those autographs later went on to sell for half a million dollars on ebay yo oh my god people met him were so lucky i mean it, it, it sold for so much it gave it made it literally gave people their lives livelihoods yeah like Basically. first of all you met the guy you really wanted to see and then you got an autograph like oh my god oh my god so that's the plan for australia if scott morrison ever opens up our goddamn borders open up bitch yeah it's a safe channel we don't use profanity <laughs> we use profanity when i want to call scott morrison a bitch <laughs> scott please don't cancel my visa the next thing you know and then, then, then yeah i but like that's the whole thing like over here we are now going to be an online and we are hoping for borders to open in either our 6 or 7 semester i was about to say the 8th semester oh, no, but, no, no. but then i was like no that's too late that's that is way too late. late i'm not just going to do like one year there at least at least like come on yeah at least give us one full year i'm not going to yeah. do one semester One semester yeah. won't be like no, like one year. Come on. No, like I did one semester only in Dubai. I feel like I did so little. Yeah, everyone who came for one semester is always like, "Oh, we didn't have enough time to enjoy Dubai and everything." I'm like, yeah, you can't do one semester in a country. Like, you need a year to enjoy it completely. Mm-hmm. Especially in Australia, because there's so many places you gotta visit there too. No, you know, I already have plans for a full road trip in Australia. I got my driver's license. And I'm like, <gasps> no uh, way! You wanna come? You wanna come? You wanna come? Yeah. Yes. So oh, I wanna get my license too, so then we can take like turns driving. Okay, so the plan is just for me and some other people to just rent a van. Mm-hmm. And, and like, we're, we're gonna take turns driving. We're gonna go to Melbourne and Auckland and all the big places. Ooh. Yes. And like, it's gonna be like a caravan, a whole road trip. Oh dang, they're gonna be lit. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god, I really want to go on a road trip for like ages. He's always talking about high school with my friends, like, oh, we're gonna go graduate, we're gonna get licenses, we'll go on a road trip, but no one ever got their licenses. So, yeah. Just come to India. Just come to India. Pay twenty dollars, you'll get your license without even giving the exam. I don't want to die. <laughs> okay, I'm not getting in a car with you. <laughs> I want to live. No, technically, I did practice by myself. 
And I crashed my father's car. Yeah, okay, I'm not getting in a car with you until you're good. I don't want to die yet. I got so much to do. Don't worry. Uh, it's a 50-50 chance. I need my life 100%. You're going to be safe. I still got to meet Minho. No, it's okay. It's you can okay. practice for a year. Oh, you can, <laughs> no, you can go to heaven and in heaven, you can imagine anything and it will come true. But it won't be the real one. No, heaven will get you the real one. It's going to be as realistic as possible. Then what's the point of living? There is none. Okay, it's getting way too deep. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that was too dark. We're, gonna get, we're getting too deep. This was supposed to be a K-pop anime podcast. Yeah, going out of topic is fun. <laughs> yes. Oh, we, we haven't even finished the introduction completely as of now. Okay, so to recap, people, to recap, we met each other, we did Corona, we met in Dubai. I was a bitch in Dubai who didn't leave my room at all due to COVID, which is why we couldn't hang out that mm-hmm. much. And then, <laughs> and then here we are now at home. We can hang out online though. No, no, I got a can't online. So tired. Don't worry. Metal, and uh, I forgot. Yellow, and Zoom. They're gonna kill your will to live. I prefer Zoom. I heard really bad stuff about Yellow. No, apparently Yellow has gotten better, but it still destroys your will to live. Exactly. The teachers prefer yellow though because it's better for them. Yeah, it's really easy for them though. Yeah, it, it, it's like a literal ass classroom mm. for them. Different screens for each of the student, students. It's like an actual classroom system. It's all automatic. They don't even have to do anything. That's so annoying for us though. Yeah, but then it's like it's SPJ and what can you expect? Mm, true. SPJ, please don't uh, listen to this podcast. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, please don't. We're going to be trash talking you all the time. Will we? We can just like use the beep thing, you know, every time we say like beep, beep. Oh, yes, I'm going to do that in post. (laughs) I have to do that now. (laughs) We don't want to get fired. Fired? Thrown out. Thrown out, yeah. I mean, uh, might as well fired. We've we've done so much for this university anyways in extracurriculars and bullshit. Yeah, I mean, they should pay us for these. Come on, man. Yes. I still have not gotten my movie uploaded on YouTube. Where is it, SP Jen? Yes. Why? They didn't give me money for the competitions. They said they would. So rude. You can go to Miss Meghna and she asked her for it. No, but she said we didn't win and stuff. But like, we did win. So I don't think we're getting the money. Don't worry. I mean, I'll host a competition for you next semester and then make you the de facto winner and then get you the money. Ooh, a hey, nepotism, I see. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> okay, so that's the backstory of us, how we met, how's our life at SPGen. So people, this is us. Yes. Okay, so now that's our backstory done. You know, I know, such a tragic story. Even J.K. Rowling couldn't. <laughs> I mean like, huh? J.K. Rowling, George R. R. Martin who? That is how we met. But now, time for the true, true entendre. Entendre? The true main course. I apologize, people. The true main course of this podcast. The K-A-P. Well, we are already on the P podcast. Now, let's start with the K. K, Kritika, K, K-pop. Let's begin. Kritika, what are your interests? 
so well. I love K-pop. Boom. I got into, I think, 2015. Well, that's like the sad part, how I got into K-pop. So like, I was in the locker room and there's people playing some BTS and I was like, oh, this is a good song. So I listened to it and I'm like, oh, it's nice. But then I get into it. What's the bad part? I get into it right after KCON ends in UA. So like they just leave and I'm like, oh my God, they're so cool. And then I find out, I want to go to KCON. This place is lit. And then my friends are like, no, it's over. Oh my God, that's so sad. So the heartbreak. I missed my only KCON I could have gone to. Unless, you know, Australia opens up, which I really hope it does. Because I need KCON. If boss comes to work, this podcast is going to make us enough money that we can go to Korea and Japan by ourselves. Yeah, yes. I hope so. I need there. Been waiting. I still can't believe you have betrayed me for the Korean exchange program. Yeah. Just go. <laughs> Next time, just go. Yeah. My parents would let me. They were like, go with a friend or don't go. And you have betrayed me. <laughs> make, <laughs> make a Korean friend. I mean, like, I can make a friend, but I still have to give my parents a legitimate reason to go. You can tell them you could, you could, I don't know, go to Japan one day because they're close by. I do plan to. I do plan to. I want to go to Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please continue before, before I just drown in my own sorrow. So, yeah, that happened. And I did go to a concert, though, because after that, I think in 18, 2018, there was SM Down. And at that point, I wasn't really into SM, like SM Entertainment, which is a K-pop company. But I was like, hmm. So my old bias is Minho, Choi Minho from Shiny. And I knew he's an SM, so I was like, okay, I got to go for him. But to make my tickets worth it, I, I spent, like, I think about a week just doing SM research, listening to all their artists and their music. So I could like have a worthwhile trip. And it was amazing. And it was on the day of one of the artists' birthday. So everyone was just singing happy birthday. And I'm just there like, this day is lit. And I kind of forced my dad to go with me and make him wear one of the group's shirt. And he still has it. So cute. Oh my God. Yeah. And then... And then you came to our college and you spread spread the gospel of K-pop. Yeah, I got a lot of people into K-pop, yo. Like, it's crazy. Like, at least 10 to know. You drilled K-pop into me for a whole year and I finally cracked. Yes! <laughs> I got you into the K-pop side. It's your turn to get me into anime now. Yes. Well, we have a monetary incentive now to get into both of us. <laughs> Well, I did watch one anime, but it kind of got boring halfway, so I left it, and it got too long as well. Which one? I like it had three hundred sixty-six episodes. I like I could watch one a day, but then around the eighty, it got super boring. So I kind of just lost interest and ah, never finished it though. Is it was it Naruto? Nope. This? I'm gonna make you guess now. <laughs> Dragon Ball. Nope, it isn't over, like, it isn't really that popular. Uh, Black Butler? Nope. Black Clover? There's no black in the name. But they wear a lot of black, though. Black and white. 
black and white 366 episode bleach yeah ah, makes sense no the whole reason why you got bored at around episode 80 of bleach was because they started doing the filler arcs do you know Wait, what the filler arc is no okay so the whole thing with manga and anime is that they are paced differently right when you have text uh-huh. and images and when you have moving pictures obviously the time taken per scene is different right yeah. amount of pages to the ratio of time taken so sometimes anime often gets ahead of the manga and ah. and there are week there are some weekly shows like like naruto bleach when it was airing and like other stuff which was like we don't want to take a break between airing so we are going to write our own filler arcs which is ah. which does not have any consequence to the main plot so that once the filler arc ends it's still at the same point of same point as before the filler arc so it can just continue with the main story after the manga author has managed to like write a few chapters okay no no wonder and that makes so much more sense yeah that's the issue that's the issue with a lot of like long running series is that don't take a break and because it's like it's often so weird like boruto which is the sequel to naruto does it mm-hmm. has started to do it much better because they have started collaborating with the manga author and the author has just decided to start skipping stuff in the manga so that they could include it in the filler arc of the anime so that the filler arcs are not boring anymore they started doing that in boruto these days but like uh, other shows these days are like still not very good that's why i don't watch long running shows mostly i am more into the yeah. seasonal stuff well cuz like like that makes sense though cuz with bleach what happened was it was everything had like a good plot it was going right but then suddenly out of nowhere it was the same thing like they stretched it out way too much mm. so that makes sense though yeah. oh there's just also this other show what was it called we tried to watch there's this one that right oh we tried watching food wars yeah but like in one episode i think you just got bored yeah i didn't really get bored it was just way too horny yeah and i was like no okay i was watching it for the food cuz it's called food wars but mm. that didn't happen i mean it makes sense but like some shows are made to be like that like this konosuba which gets its entire like raunchy humor from that kind of stuff but when it comes in a come comes unexpectedly in some shows it's always like yeah yeah cuz like it's about food then you add that stuff there it doesn't go right mm. yeah that that's always sometimes so weird yeah editing utkarsh here i did not betray the anime community i repeat i did not betray the anime community it's just an opinion of mine i'm so sorry echi fans out there please don't know me yeah cuz like come on you know no food is about like like it's food mm. you know what i mean you can like no <laughs> no but you know what can you do at this point you know half yeah. anime shows like to do that stuff because of yeah. their pre-teen so teen pre-teen male audiences but then i'm just like eh. that's that's the reason why you're not in the top shows these days food wars mm. i was like i heard food wars was amazing a lot of people recommended it so i watched it, but no no i can't man if you're with me i'm going to recommend you actually good shows food wars is Ooh. not even i i believe in the top 50 of animes really yeah it's a nice show 
if you ignore the fan service that's what people call anime like all that stuff fan service oh then okay because anime fan service is completely different from k-pop fan service what's k-pop fan service basically like what k-pop fan service would be like fan like i mean idols like i don't know doing covers of songs fans want or like doing cute things for them like hearts and bunny ears and stuff like that doing like agio agio is like being cute and stuff most idols hate being cute but they do it for the fans so it's like fan service mm, makes sense for anime usually fan service is also although not necessarily like you know body based stuff it's not necessarily uh-huh. but like that's a huge part of it it's basically like basic simple slice of life stuff usually where you can see the characters be cute see the characters you know in a setting out uh, uh, in a setting outside of usually their like serious and gritty moments as well it's moments mm-hmm. where you can really feel with the characters and it's like animated uh, those scenes are often animated at a much higher quality than the rest of the show and it's like super cute and stuff as well but then a lot of authors like to just include the sexual stuff in there sometimes but just you know because like a lot of the fans are like te- male straight teenagers and i'm just like mhm uh-huh that is why i have a more refined palate than half these motherfuckers ah, <laughs> i really can't though cuz like if you want to connect with the character like in beach there was i think orihime i don't remember her name it's been a while since i watched bleach But she was like super into like I don't I'm not exactly sure exactly but she was so like enthusiastic and really childlike and everything. Mm. So every time they had to show a reaction of hers, they made everything so colorful and happy and pink and bubbly and I was like the animation is amazing. I mean like isn't Bleach like 15 years old at this point though? I believe yes. Yeah, it's really old now. Yeah. So it's like But it's good though. Yeah. Like I I hopefully I'll get the energy back to finish it cuz one of my character one of the characters I was like I was so in love with though No I've heard that there is also a certain manga arc in there after which it just dips in quality a little I don't yeah. know if you I don't know if you went into one of the filler arcs or if you just went into that manga arc and finished that manga arc or if something else happened but then I've just I have heard that it dips that even the manga yeah. dips in quality at one point and there was a seven year gap between like the anime like where the anime was just like incomplete as well because the production mm-hmm. just stopped just stopped and it's like the ending is happened happened finally i believe in 2020 in a film form in theaters last year <gasps> what yeah Yeah, but how did i not know about that i i think japan only theaters because of mrs corona why why wanted to watch it oh my god if that came i would have watched it immediately like there was a netflix show which was live action mm, that was amazing although it wasn't like yeah i've heard yeah, which was good was better than most live actions yeah it was actually pretty good though like completely out of my expectations cuz Let's say if there's something that's a book or something and they turned it into a show or movie, mm. it's horrible. Always. It uh, never turns out right. Video game film adaptations and and anime film adaptations, 90% of the time they're wrong. 
Yeah. Exactly. Like the whole plot is messed up. There's nothing related to the story. Mm. <sighs> uh, well, at least we have our original source materials still intact. Yeah. Yes. By the way, so how has your current obsession with K-pop come to happen? Like, I know you're like an extreme. Oh, so well, Kritika. Well, your backstory is like real interesting and stuff and all not looks appears like Stephanie Meyer or Suzanne Collins or someone wrote it. But what's your current story? What's the current volume of your book series <laughs> saying? Your current interest in K-pop. Well, when I first started into K-pop, I was mostly just into boy groups. But I've been getting a lot more into girl groups right now. So I guess my current favorite girl group, I will not favorite that I'm getting into is probably CLC. Because one of their members is really into TikToks right now. Her name is Soren. I'm like, oh, I love those. She's so hilarious. So like through her, I'm getting into CLC. I'm not really that much into it, but hopefully it goes on. And there's Aspa too. Oh, there's a song in Aspa. It's so called Next Level. You know about Fast and Furious? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that song's in there. Ooh. Yeah, they're really big. Well, they just debuted, I think, this year. Ah. So it's a really rookie group, but they're into like Fast and Furious. So they're doing well. Mm, that's really good. They're in the English version of it, right? Not just in the Korean version? They're like, like SM's new group, girl group. They haven't had a new one since Red Velvet, to be honest. But it's kind of sad because there are rumors that Velvet is going to disband and it kind of the one that happened. Oh. You know? No. No. Red Velvet is the one that I've started getting into ever since Yash introduced me. I expected them to become my number one. No, 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 no. They won't disband. They can't. They have to stay now. No. They're my biggest reason right now for K-pop. <gasps> oh, no. Okay, they won't disband. I'm joking. They're, they're, they're not disbanding. It's just a prank. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just a prank. <laughs> Who can I take as my number two just in case? Give me recommendation now so I can have a backup. I'd say Blackpink. <laughs> I mean, Blackpink's really good. I mean, I, mean, I do watch them. Yeah, they can be my number. Yeah, they're good. Like, yeah, crisis averted in case they back this band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're finally having a lot more songs now. Cause when they first debuted, they had four songs for like about a year. Oh. And, so like the Blackpink fans called Blinks only listened to four songs for a year. I mean, like, so K-pop artists release how many songs in on average per year? I'd say they release about two to three albums oh, a oh year. But there's also sometimes they release singles and like mini albums. Oh, that, that's a big number. American artists, uh, yeah. American artists and like J-pop artists, they usually like release once a year at most. Some artists like take two to three years to like uh, bring out new albums and songs. My God. Oh, yeah, like, Taylor Swift, she used to upload, she used to release albums every other year. Until COVID hit. Oh, dang. Yeah, K-pop does pretty often. Like, the least, less popular a group is, the more often they release music. Like, there's a group called VAV. Yeah, VAV. So, they didn't really release a lot at first, but they released a, a music, not a music video, I think it was a mini album in about 
like about three months later they released another one and i was like wait i'm not over the first one and you drop a second one it's so hard on me but like i i love that though you're complaining about three months when taylor swift released two albums six months apart the entire fandom went crazy and i'm like i can't imagine three months yeah the worry for the worry that a lot of people are having right now like just like in march and april she just released uh, fearless another album it's a re- remake of an or- of an older album right mm mm-hmm. and already we know that red's remake is about to come out mm mm-hmm. i'm like is too lot over this we're going to have four albums a year from her because like because she has said she has said she's remaking every single one of her first six albums oh dang Oh good luck. If she does them all 3 months apart each, I'm going to die. Yeah, she's going to die. You're going to lose two friends. <laughs> I send you guys an ambulance. You'll survive. You call, call us an ambulance but not an American ambulance. We don't want to die of that. <laughs> <laughs> how how do you manage? How do you manage such a thing? You cannot. It's impossible. You got to really they got to listen to the same song. like three months straight so you can get over the, all the enjoyment and then go crazy with the next one so like whenever a song comes out like with wavy there was what was it called i think it was thriller killer so that came out on the day of my mom's birthday so i love that song and i replayed it over and over and over and over and over again but then they took like i think a six month break and they didn't release stuff which is kind of sad though cuz these are released pretty often Cause right before before Thriller Killer there was Senorita that w- that released like three months apart, and I just got into Senorita and like I think about a month later they released this one and I was like no way, you but then you end up playing like break. I don't know, I, I think they needed it. No no, start about six months and I'm just like ninety percent of American and like J-pop artists they're like. We pray if we get an album a year. Ah, oh, oh, that reminds you of Blackpink fans in the beginning. <laughs> It was the exact same. You know, Katy Perry, she went like three years without an album. One Wait, what? Yeah. How? Oh. No, ah, uh, she was apparently dealing with some family stuff as well during that time. Ah. I don't know exactly, but like people were like so crazy. She. took a three year break and then she basically lost like 90% of her relevancy no like her latest album came out i love it but it's like people aren't talking about it as much as i expected them to yeah cuz like her hype died down then yeah because then i'm just like also because she's a mom now and like on instagram All she talks about are her kids. All oh, cute though. But then I'm yeah I I mean like it is cute but like not for a 19 year old. Yeah, true. It's not good for her fans though. Yeah, it's more for like th- the it's cute for like the 30 year old aunts out there. Mm. Or like family friends and stuff but like not for her fans they're purely into her music though. Mm, true. It works better everywhere. Everywhere she like I'm a loving Christian mom, all the time. Oh, she's like the fan girl mom, cute. Yeah, and then I'm just like, I stopped following her, 
like at the beginning uh, at like halfway through our first year at SP Gens, I remember Yash was like so happy that I stopped following her because in the beginning I do devoted half my time to Taylor Swift, half my time to Katy Perry. He was just happy that I gave all my time to uh, Taylor Swift from true. that moment. You just like had his dream come true. <laughs> but then now I think there's a lot of other Taylor Swift fans there as well. Yash managed to convert some people. Right? Oh yeah. I feel like everyone has a little bit of like everyone had their Taylor Swift phase when growing up. I had mine. And you just gotta add a little spark to it. And he's really good at that. Mm. You know, I have three of her albums and I'm just like you know what's the worst part? I have three of her albums, but I don't have a disc player. Why? <gasps> it's your time to get one. <laughs> it's the lockdown. All the stores are closed. No. Amazon. No, at least I can listen to those same songs on Spotify. True. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I wonder, is there a point in buying albums? Well, her albums are really pretty. Yeah. Yeah, but like, like I, I guess I understand. Uh, but like, at least for anime, I believe that anime figu- figurines and like manga are more worth it than like albums. Yeah, I agree. So true. Because with albums, you just keep it for the aesthetic. Mm. And after a while, you kind of don't know what to do with it. Because you can't listen to the music, so the CD is pointless. With figurines, yo, I love collecting those. My collection. Oh, yours. Oh, my God. Yours is amazing. I added more stuff that I got from Global Village. <gasps> oh, I want to see the updated one. Yes. I'll show you after the podcast is over. Yes. Yeah. No, but it's, you know, I believe that manga and like, at least manga is the most, manga and books are the most like worth it because they're like actual content, new content. Yeah. Uh, different from like the music and the anime and all that stuff totally agree because like yeah. there's always new it's like collecting books technically you know mm, makes sense yeah i mean it is books mangas are books yeah <laughs> yeah but like that's the whole thing with you know collection of stuff but then i'm just like eh. mm. oh you know manga used to be illegal here in dubai yeah I bought I girl I bought I bought so many in Kinokunia and the Dubai Mall. Oh, it used to be illegal. Not anymore. Why? I don't know. I think it was because of the content. Because like my uh, friend was really into anime. She like the one who got me into Bleach. Mm. He was super into anime, but she could never buy manga. Like she used to go to almost every bookstore pretty often to look for them. And there was only one bookstore in the entire UAE. Well, not UAE, in Dubai that sold anime at that time. Oh, that's so she used to like go crazy there. That's so sad. You know, that's it's the same situation in India for me. But at least Amazon have the have them, so I order them off of Amazon. Oh yeah! Oh my God, Amazon's a lifesaver these days. Yeah, but like my Amazon takes a whole month to deliver it to me. Never mind. <laughs> well, at least Singapore and the Dubai Mall have been helpful for my collections. Mhm. Okinokuni okay, is amazing. I love that place. I love Kinokunia. I miss the Singapore Kinokunia, the one on Orchard Road. That oh, I never Singapore. went there. I went to the one in, I think, Gem. Not sure. Gem. Gem. I think it was Gem. No, the Orchard Road one, it's like so big. It had the biggest anime and K-pop selection I, I'd ever seen. 
They had J-pop albums. I had never seen a, a, a store in the world outside of Japan having J-pop albums. I've never seen a J-pop. Oh my god! I want to go now. Almost frothing at the mouth whenever I would go there, and then, uh, but then the J-pop albums would always be so goddamn expensive. Like, Ooh. I checked for one of, like one of the biggest J-pop uh. artists that I like to follow is Amer. And one of the albums was selling there, and I just looked at the price, and it was like three hundred mm-hmm. Singaporean dollars for the basic version. What? That's crazy. Three hundred. I guess. I guess it's because they had a monopoly outside of Japan. Oh, that's true. So they could. Sell yeah, because I haven't seen. I've never seen a J-pop album. Like never. I hope Sydney has more of them. I really hope so. I'm really looking forward to Sydney, oh, though. Oh my god. No. The reason why I love J-pop stuff here is because J-pop has such a different vibe to K-pop. Both of them have, mm-hmm. both of them give off like such different vibes while being so similar as well. And I'm just like, oh my god, you're like the sisters I've never had. True, because like I heard J-pop, like they have a lot of themes, like their their stage outfits are so pretty. Like I saw a comparison once. It really looked like so princessy and all. Yeah, that's the whole re- thing with J-pop. Uh, J-pop, like K-pop and J-pop, both of them consider their artists to be idols, mm-hmm. right? But then for J-pop, it's like a literal like fantasy that is created for a lot of the or- for a lot of the audience that they can indulge in if they want to, right? They can pretend like artists. Can have full characters like hi i am a fairy from the nether world here to be your personal singer or like stories like that on concerts oh dang and i'm just like that's the biggest level fantasy you can have although i've seen vtubers apply that more uh, in their concerts and like personas but like japanese like live artists they also do it a lot not as much though, but I've seen it. Yeah. But, but then, but they don't do that stuff as much for like the albums, but they do that for like the live concerts because like obviously that stuff's more effective live. But then I'm like, I wanna, I wanna experience a J-pop concert. Right. I heard there's also like hologram concerts in J-pop. Yo, Hatsune Miku. Yeah, I think I think it's her. There's this one guy who married her apparently. Yeah. You, oh yeah, it's her, it's her, it's her. Yeah, her the one with the blue hair. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love her. She was so popular. This dude married her. I was like, yo, it's crazy. Yeah, no, he 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 made he got an AI version of her like Siri, and he like basically coded her to be his wife, act like his wife. He he coded his entire house. So that she can take care of his home for him while he's at work. Yo, genius though. I'm just like proud of my boy. <laughs> Finally made his waifu real. <laughs> he's. I mean, it's so it's like so weird. It's like he has a teddy bear, which is wirelessly connected to the Hatsune Miku AI, and the teddy bear is obviously in the shape of Hatsune Miku. And every night he cuddles with her and she tells him good night and stuff. And I'm just like, bitch, 
how the hell did you manage to marry a fictional woman and do it so successfully right it's so dedicated to it please teach us the formula o oh, sensei <laughs> i'm like uh. but then there's also the whole concepts of of concepts of vtubers these days that uh, do you know what vtubers are yeah virtual youtubers virtual. right you did that right so yeah i i think i've mentioned them before mm-hmm. right yeah virtual youtubers and i'm just like they're my new addiction so what's like, your favorite vtuber right now right now it's iron mouse do you know have you heard of her nope <laughs> oh, okay so iron mouse she collaborates a lot with some of the leaders of the live anime community mm-hmm. right like the ones who act- show their actual faces she collaborates with them a lot which is how i found out about uh-huh. right so in so the vtuber community is really similar to like the jpop kpop community in terms of like how they're structured so they for hololive and they so there's two main uh, groups of vtubers out there which are hololive and ji sanji right now and uh, they are basically idols and that are under a singular that are under their respective agencies right the hololive agency and the niji sanji agency uh-huh. right and the artists the vtubers come out in generations just like kpop jpop artists right each generation has like four to five coming out in groups often like just recently uh, niji sanji had the consecutive debut of their first and second english generations the first generation being lazulite and the second generation being obsidia and i've been obsessed with them so much like oh my god ooh hey pretty fresh yes but yeah so you know the whole thing with niji sanji is they're japanese vtubers are pretty old i think some of them are even older than like the hololive japanese uh-huh. ones but like hololive came out with their first generation english english vtubers before niji sanji ah uh, okay so they they got a step ahead so, yeah so the hololive people got their artists out in october they had four instead of mm-hmm. three so they even had more variety but like i prefer the niji sanji uh, vtubers more than the hololive ones because the hololive ones act more like real idols instead of youtubers also oh, there's like not the realness to it no there's it's not like that it's like they consider themselves to be pop idols instead of youtubers ah okay so they have a different vibe mm-hmm. to them they are more similar to kpop and jpop while the niji sanji ones consider themselves online celebrities before pop mm-hmm. celebrities so they have a more online persona like you see in the likes of markiplier pewdiepie pokimane those youtubers they are more similar to them which is why i believe they are they are better to watch in the long term that's my theory and that theory i'm going to write in an academic paper someday soon oh let's go i want to read that <laughs> let's go your next rip well we are going to be doing rip in year 4 individually so Oh no. Oh no no no. I don't want to do all of that work. There's a lot to do. We have to do it in our year 4. Uh, that's going to that's pro, that's apparently a graduation thesis or something. God, I'm seriously not looking forward to that. 
I was watching this YouTuber a while ago and she was writing her graduation thesis and I'm like, why? I thought those were only for PhDs. No, apparently SPJN is making undergrad students do that also. Why? Why? And apparently there does need to be a little bit of original research in there. It's okay, we still got a year to train for that. Well, we don't have any RIP related stuff in year three. We're just going to have it directly in year four now. So we're going to have a year break of no RIP? Yes, but then we're going to be given the hardest one immediately in our last semester. I'd rather have an RIP next summer, next year as well, just to train for the last one. Yeah, but like, what can we do now? We've already done it with a, with a singular teacher. Now we've done it with a mentor. Maybe they could have had it had us do individually with a mentor yeah that would be better because our last one is apparently without a mentor it's just gonna be a final grading oh come on that's not gonna work out well we're gonna see some really horrible papers though well 90 percent let them fail i might be one of them it's gonna be good for us well it's in sydney i'm gonna do it on the anime industry now I've done it esports twice. <laughs> we could get into J-pop now. Oh my god, I I know we uh, we can legitimately do J-pop because every year at Smash they hold seven J-pop concerts. Oh, dang, I, that's a lot. Amar came to one a few years ago, <gasps> and she's my. You think she'll come back? Bias. She might. I'm just like. You have to go for that, yo. Yes. Oh yeah. By the way, I forgot. Uh, you introduced yourself, your uh, K-pop taste. I haven't introduced my anime taste as of now. Oh, go, go. Yes. So, my history with anime is a very weird one. You're going to laugh when you hear it. I was in the ninth grade. Uh-huh. When I remember a classmate of mine, she had a presentation. And she had a power... She had a USB drive in a presentation and in the USB drive, there was a folder. The folder was just named Tokyo Ghoul. Uh What's Tokyo Ghoul? Is it a TV show? Is it a movie? What is that? I was was like, I wasn't paying attention to the class at all. I wasn't paying attention to a presentation. I was like, what's Tokyo Ghoul? And I didn't talk to that girl and I was quite shy in high school. Like, and I didn't, and I, I didn't ask her, but then I went home and I Googled it. I was like, oh, it's an animated show. And at, the, and at that point, I didn't have any idea about animated shows that were not Doraemon. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let's check it out. And I made the biggest mistake of my life. And now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> mistake? Why mistake? Because I was basically traumatized because it was like, what I was like 13, 14, somewhere around that. And that show was about vampires who ate, basically vampires who ate humans. Oh, okay. So it's really was like, bloody, bloody. okay, never mind. Yeah, but that was my introduction. After Tokyo Ghoul, I watched Death Note a lot. Uh, I've read Death Note's good. I have the manga and the anime and all the live action movies including the Netflix one, even though I hate the Netflix one. <laughs> All right, you showed me about the live-action Japanese one. You really Japanese want to watch that. One. The live-action Japanese ones are nice, obviously not as good as the anime, but mm-hmm. they are passable. They condense a lot of the content. 
but they are passable the netflix one if you watch it you die in my eyes okay i'm not going to tell you that i watched it you're going to kill yourself if you watch that it's so bad nah, i mean if i've never watched death note my entire life it's okay yeah if you haven't seen the source material you'll just think it's another gothic looking movie Yeah, pretty much. I haven't seen any of the Death Notes. It was okay for me, but if I've seen it before, I would have probably hated it for sure. No, you got. If you watch the, if you watch Death Note, then I can introduce you to the special Death Note ten years later manga chapter that the author wrote two years ago, which has Donald Trump in it. Wait, what? Yes. No way. It, it takes place ten years after the end of the uh, end of the main story, and it has. Donald Trump in it as the as get it the villain. <gasps> okay, guess who's watching this now? <laughs> But like sadly, they haven't made that part in an episode yet because like the original death because the original Death Note anime came out like ten years ago, and he <laughs> the author has made two chapters since then, which is like expanded on the Death Note universe and stuff. But those haven't been adapted into like episodes as of now because. one chapter a lot of people believe is not enough for a full you know show mm-hmm. because you need like 20 30 minimum to have like a 12 episode show or they do like no the, the whole thing with anime is they usually come out in coors coors basically means a set of a set consisting of one season So a season in Japan is usually three months long, and it once if a show airs for one season, it usually has between eleven to fourteen episodes in it, right? Mm-hmm. One season, right? One core. So usually you need one, at least one core of sh- uh, core of episodes to be able to book TV slots for like the TV channels out there. Uh-huh. And that's why I, if they want to air it on TV, at least. They can't do it with one, only one or two episodes because then the rest of the slots for the rest of the season will just go empty. And okay, just like, yeah, you gotta film like your money worth. Yeah, unless they are able to find like a sh- find like a sh- special show which has like ten episodes only, which with two weeks empty, so they can take two episodes for the two chapters from that one. Well, well, since Death Note is pretty popular, they could have like a little limited edition thing, you know. Or they could just re-air the original show for the remainder of the ten weeks. I wouldn't mind that, honestly, because I want to watch that. I mean, you can. I think that I think the anime is on Netflix. Like the the OG anime, not that horrible live action. The horrible live action and the OG are both on Netflix, I believe. <gasps> I want to watch the and original. And the Japanese li- and the first two Japanese live actions as well. I believe. Oh, oh really? Those are there. I really want to watch that one. Yeah. Cuz you showed me a clip, I think. It's... And it looked really Remember the PPAP one? Yes. PPAP. That one I want to watch that one. No, the, the the thing is the live action series is consists of four movies and three special episodes of 20 minutes each and Netflix only has the first two movies. Why? They only got the rights to the first two movies because the later stuff after that the third movie the fourth movie and the three special episodes were made like many years later so they weren't able to get the rights of those ones are they trying no apparently hulu has them and hulu is not outside of japan or america oh come on yeah. 
I mean, like, we can sail the seven seas for them, and I can give you a link. Oh, let's go. Let's do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I have my own custom-made subtitles for the last movie. Oh, dang! Wait, you translated them yourself? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wanted them to be as accurate and as dramatic as possible. Ooh, sense, and I want to hear or see or read all of them. No, also the best part is the final part of the Netflix of the Japanese live-action series is not in the anime. It's <gasps> original content. Yo, I want to watch it now. It's. I do believe Death Note is a masterpiece of a story. Out, one of the best stories mm-hmm. out there ever written. Easily, because like Death Note is really popular even amongst people that aren't into anime. 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 Yeah. No, but like that. But like that's the thing. So Death Note was my second show. After Death Note, I was kind of stumped. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know like seasonals and all that stuff existed. Like that, uh-huh. I found out because my brother told me to watch it. Because he was like, "Oh, you watch this Tokyo Ghoul anime show? Death Note is supposed to be similar." My friend told me about it, right? Uh-huh. So I watched Death Note, and then I didn't have any idea what to do next. Because I, I want to watch more of this, and I was like, eh, "What do I do? What do I do?" So what happened is, uh, I go- I was like, Death Note and Tokyo Ghoul had different animation quality in them. Because like, there's almost like seven, eight years of a time gap between uh-huh. the airing. So like, obviously, quality will increase. Tokyo Ghoul was the one yeah. that came later, right? So I just went and googled prettiest looking anime out there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, they okay. And that led me to a rabbit hole. That led me to the Fate franchise. Which is like such a complicated franchise; it deserves a full episode of its own. <laughs> because oh, how is it so complicated? Like, what's complicated about it? I'm gonna try to give you the short version, the shortest version possible, and it's still gonna take two minutes. Okay, so the Fate franchise is based upon a video game, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And the video game has three different has the player character make choices that can change the story. Uh-huh. Into basically three completely different storylines that can po- exist. Okay, so the three that completely different storylines that can exist are called the Fate Route, the Unlimited Blade Works Route, and the Heaven's Field Route. Right, and then the at all that original video game was called Fate Stay Night, and then Fate Stay Night got a sequel called Fate Hollow Ataraxia. Where they did some time travel shenanigans, or and combined all the three different routes with the three different endings, three different possibilities, and all that stuff into one sequel. They did some magic time travel bullshit where all the three routes happened at once, basically. Then they had a prequel called Fate Zero, and that's the main Fate Stay Night trilogy of the Fate franchise. After that came a bunch of spin-off series and except for one of them all of them are what if scenarios all of them like what if instead of this happening this happened instead of that happening this happened instead uh, we talked about this lore based thing that happened 100 years in the past what if instead of this lore based thing something else happened right so they were yeah so the mm-hmm. so these are some of the spin-offs 
And then, then, <coughs> going into the details of each spinoff, like I've tried to explain each of the spinoffs as briefly as I can. Like going into the details will kill us if we don't dedicate a full episode to this. And uh, basically, you know, then the author was like, hey, people, I have, I, other than fate, I have written some other works also. Psych! I put them all in the Fate franchise. They are all connected now. <gasps> Yo! This bitch creating his own Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then I was like, hmm. And then he had a call. And then he's, he made a parody of his own show. And then I was like... Wait, what? He made the own parody? He made his... He made a parody of his own cinematic universe in 2011. Yo, okay, this guy's dang. Comedic parody. And then I was like, hey, hey, what the fuck, what the hell, what the hell? And then in 2016, the, the dam broke and the floodgates came in, pouring in. The author had created a mobile game. Like an actual game. Like, like related to the show. No, like <gasps> stuff. franchise. And every few months, he just pumps out like a full season's worth of content in it. Dang, this guy's crazy. At this point, at this point, the franchise, that that video game has the world's longest video game script of all time clocking it clocking in at 40000 pages whoa 40 yo i've only managed to reach 15000 pages at this point thank you he's so like dedicated to this i i'm still a normie in the franchise i haven't finished the 40,000 pages. And he's still churning out more content. He's like, you're like, oh, bro, please slow down for me. I gotta catch up. No, I'm just I, I'm just dying. Because like, I, while I was catching up, he added 5,000 more pages. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, I plan to have 10,000 more pages before the main story ends of this one. Yeah. Bro, this guy's my humans. Like, I told you about the whole filler arc situation that happens with so many animes, right? This anime yeah. had so much content, they decided to skip stuff instead of adapt it all. <laughs> the exact opposite of others. For the anime adaptation of this video game, they adapted the first chapter, then they adapted the seventh chapter, then they went back and adapted the sixth chapter, and then they adapted the eighth chapter. Yo, so it's like it didn't go in order. Yeah, no, and then there's still chapters nine to sixteen left to adopt. I kind of feel bad for the like creators, like the what's it called, video game creators. They gotta do a lot of work now. <laughs> but no, the whole thing with it is the chapters are kind of standalone, and also the when the anime adaptations for like the seventh and the eighth chapters were come, six, seventh, eighth chapters were coming out. They came out with a Cliff Notes episode. Oh, Cliff Notes. These are the main points of what happened that you need to know to understand the five chapter skip we have taken. 
Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. You're serious. Yeah. And now I'm just like, when will I ever catch up to this? And also the author has recently restarted another franchisee that is also set in the same universe. And I'm just like, you know that franchise, the remake he has is expected to have 9,000 pages in it when it, yeah. launch, when it launches in August. Yeah, I got a serious question for you right now. Yes. Does he sleep? No. <laughs> How? He, like, he writes like crazy. He once had an interview where he said uh, he sleeps four hours a day. Oh my God, Napoleon. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then I'm just like, so that is how I that is how I started watching my first main anime franchise, and then I found Reddit, and that told me about seasonal anime, and then I found anime YouTube, that told that told me they there they had anime personalities reviewing and recommending shows which I started watching, and now mm-hmm. we are here with my big obsession with anime that has my parents concerned for me. Yeah. But then you're deep into anime. That's cool. Anime is love. Anime is life. Yes. No wonder you got all those stuff. Anime K-pop better than Western. Agreed for sure. Oh, you know, yes. like these days, like like Western music is getting a lot of influence from anime and K-pop. Oh, K-pop yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Like there's this uh artist out there. I forgot her. I forgot her name. Utkarsh Kumar. Don't forget to add her name in post processing. <laughs> Editor Utkarsh here. It's been a while since we recorded this podcast, so I have no freaking clue what I'm talking about here. But I believe it's the song uh, "All Around the World" la 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 by ATC, and a few songs from Red Hook, and also a few songs from My Chemical Romance. But don't take my word for it. Listen to them and decide yourself if you think they are similar. Because I could be spouting bullshit. It's just been so goddamn long. I was procrastinating editing this for so long. <laughs> okay, back to the show now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot her name. But like she had an album that... Uh, or if I'm saying bullshit, please just cut this part out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, she had an album out uh, that was basically like uh, that was basically uh, an anime that was basically like if you didn't know you would 100% think it's a compilation playlist of like K-pop, J-pop and anime mixed together. Oh dang. Okay. Uh, I played it to my brother and he accidentally thought it's one of the Naruto songs. Whoa. Okay, now I want to know her name. No, yeah, I'm gonna Utkarsh Kumar. Don't forget to add it in post processing or cut it, cutting this part out if I'm saying bullshit. <laughs> also, don't keep this part in as a uh, to look quirky or whatever, in case I'm doing something stupid. <laughs> I ain't keeping it in just to be quirky, but I don't want to disturb the flow of the conversation by cutting out a major part. So, back to the show, bitches. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I got into anime, and now I have an anime collection that's worth over a thousand dollars. Dang, was well, it so pretty though? 
Yes. If someday we become a video podcast, I might be able to show our audiences. Yo, I think they'd want to see that. It's, it's like you got to set a room for it. Sorry. <laughs> what? You got like a second, like, like another room. I think you're gonna need another room for it soon. I, you know, I brought my, I brought, I bought four figurines in Global Village, right? Mm-hmm. And. I was like, oh, I got them. And I somehow managed to bring them back to India without like having them be destroyed by the airline people. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I was like just putting them in my in the anime figurine corner. And I ran out of space. <gasps> no! I finally now have some stuff that's protruding out of the anime corner and onto my study table. Your study table will soon be the animal table. Anime table. <laughs> Can't speak. <laughs> but then I'm just like, Neh. but it's worth also, it. By the way, also by the way, I got some Blackpink stickers from Global Village as well that I just stuck on my laptop. Oh, nice! I think I should have some anime stickers on there also. <laughs> but eh, I got them for cheap. Do you have any anime stickers? I, I have, but they're all on my wall. Ah, okay, but I have full posters. Ooh. I'll show them to you later. Yes. Yes. So that's the that's been my obsession with anime, and that's been your obsession with K-pop. Hey. I was wondering, what's the latest thing that you have heard recently? <laughs> Next level by Aspa. So what's that? That's the Fast and Furious one I told you about. Ah, okay. okay yeah, that's yeah. good. It's like one song, but sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> okay it's like one song but it changes so often so it's like a bunch of different songs in one song it's lit ah that sounds nice I'm, I'm gonna listen to it i haven't seen fast in the furious but i'm gonna try to listen to it is it in korean or english it's the one i listen to is in Eng- is korean but they also have an english version i assume fast and the furious in the movie they'll have the they have the english yeah version, for right? sure yeah, because like I remember Stray Kids and uh, Oh My Girl, they did anime soundtrack yeah. for, uh, for for some K animes that came out. Mm-hmm. But, and the anime used the Japanese version of the songs in the Japanese uh, <laughs> airing of the anime. They used the English version of the songs in the English airing of the anime and they used the Korean version of the songs in the Korean airing of the anime. Ooh, but that's nice though. I like the collaborations. Yes, but like, truth be told, K anime is dead, and I'm so sad about that. Why? Last year they had three animes airing back to back. They started with Tower of God, masterpiece, brilliant. I audibly screamed at the twist ending that happened, and I was like, I have to read the webtoon that came with it immediately. <laughs> And I did, and I read all 300 chapters, 300, I don't remember. However many there were, I read them all in like four days. Dang. And then after that came God, after that came, of, came God of High School, which looks really pretty, but they rushed the adaptation so much. It's like one chap, one episode had 11 chapters in it, and it just made no sense. Because they were cutting scenes, cutting dialogue just to make it look pretty and the story didn't make sense so people ended up hating it. But like sometimes it's better to have all this, the, what's it called? The content. That's true. 
Yeah, no, but th- that's the thing. Each chapter is like 20, 30 pages long. But in the anime, they have 11 chapters. So there's like 30 pages in two minutes. Uh, okay, never mind. So, so it doesn't make sense at all because it's like, it feels like a slideshow of dialogue, mm-hmm. except for where the fighting part is happening because the fighting takes up 90% of the episodes and the dialogue is like 10% and it makes no sense because like, at the beginning of the episode, the main character is a high school student who is fighting in a tournament, martial arts tournament. By the end of the episode, he is God reincarnated. Huh? What? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? Okay, that's, that's random. We're cool. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this is a mess. And so I was like, hmm, I kind of don't wanna, want to continue it. But then, and like 90% of the people thought about it like that. But then I was like, fine, there's only one more, 12 more episodes. Let's try it. And it was like a vampiric, vampiric series, uh, like very gothic called Noblesse. And I loved it. But then by that point, the damage had already been done. And like, no one was watching it. Like, like 20% of the people who watched the God of High School and Tower of God, like only 20% of the people were watching it, watching Noblesse. And I was like, this one's so good. They adapted it so well and no one's watching it. And then it was just like, eh. This is sad though. And then it failed. And then Crunchyroll and Webtoon, which were the companies who were making the K-animes, they just stopped making more K-animes. No. They were like, no. Then I'm just like, Two out of three of them were amazing. It was still a success. But then the one that was like a flop, it was such a big flop that that like Twitter got, went crazy. And then mm. I was like, hmm, that's so sad. They weren't able to recover. Like, yeah. No, because like the thing with K-anime was, it was like the perfect like child of K-pop and anime. Mm. And it was like so good. And like apparently another thing that was happening was for Tower of God, at least, I didn't check for the other K-animes, they had anonymous voice actors and people were pointing out that they sounded very similar to some big name K-pop artists. Uh-huh. And a lot of people were speculating, is this a K-pop artist? Is this like a big person? Like someone mentioned, I think, uh, what's the name? I can't remember. I think someone mentioned like the female heroine in Korea, in the Korean version being potentially voiced by a member of Red Velvet, I think. Whoa, okay, that's big. Which was another, which was another thing that kind of made me look at her. No, because it was still done. Because the thing is, the Korean voice actors were anonymous. The English and the Japanese voice actors weren't anonymous. They were credited at the end of the episode. So people were like, why are the Korean voice actors anonymous? So some people were theorizing. Theorizing? Is theorizing a correct word? It is now. (laughs) So some people were theorizing that uh, these K-pop artists took these jobs not as part of their banners, but were doing it separately. And this was like a breach of contract. So that's why they were like, they did, weren't getting credit because like if they like announced that they did it like obviously 
they yeah. food by the agencies and stuff yeah so but then still it, it it was fun to watch the people speculate like who is this who is doing this mm-hmm. who is doing this you know and it was so nice but then all that stuff happened you know t- tower of god which was the first one that aired i watched it in all three languages yo which one was the best in your opinion uh, hard to say well the korean is obviously the original because mm-hmm. it's like a korean because it's a korean story the japanese was the one that's the most well produced i would say because like the studio that was making it was japanese and they were the ones that handled the japanese version while the korean and the english versions were handled by like separate companies ah and and the english version was just really good because like you know obviously english is a language i know and i was able to understand the subtle nuances better mm-hmm. you know which word is being emphasized on by the main character and all that stuff and like the english one had some voice actors that i used to follow and like and i like mm-hmm. i mean i still follow them on twitter and stuff so that's really nice all three of them were really good uh, honestly you can't go wrong with any of the three languages you get so well together though mm. no because the whole thing with it was like you know for one episode i remember uh, there would be a there would be a dialogue happening and in just in the middle of the dialogue i would just press the button to switch the audio and just be like hey hey this man's replying in a completely different language <laughs> And I, and just laughed at my and then I, after that I would just laugh at myself for being like why am I laughing at this such a stupid thing? This is cute though. Well, that's how it happened. But I was really uh, the two uh, K animals that were good. I would really recommend them. Like truly, were like they were mo- so fun. But like even though that original partnership is gone now. at least we still have uh, what's it called netflix netflix is making one k anime oh what's a, what's the name the name is not been announced it's oh. being made by the it's being made by a, uh, by an actual korean animation studio as well so that's something new Ooh. because like at least for the crunchyroll animes the stories were korean but they were made by japanese studios mhm but like netflix is doing it differently they're like their story is korean the animation people are korean the language will be korean with english so i'm interested in seeing that at least well, i want to watch that too especially if it was easier to access maybe that will be the thing that will bring kpop ki anime back yes netflix maybe that will be the thing that brings k anime back yeah hopefully they success they succeed language is so dead yes our last hope to bring kpop and anime fans together please please work please work and bring our divided fandoms together yes yes netflix you are our last hope we believe in you netflix we believe in you netflix even though you are a mass media conglomerate that only cares about your own profits and not about the art itself <laughs> Was that too harsh? Too real? Too too serious? It was worth it. <laughs> it was, and I was like, meh. I mean, like in the end, whatever happened, I will be grateful for two out of these three shows, and I would recommend oh. you uh, you to watch them as well. I yes. shall. Yes. 
I mean, since you are more of a K-pop fan, I would recommend you to watch in Korean. Watch them in Korean. Uh huh. But like, either all three of the languages are good. I'll I'll give it I'll give them all a shot, except you know the English one, because usually I don't like watching stuff if it's not in the original. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, makes sense. But like these days, English dubs have started getting better, really be- good as well. I watch. Anime in a mix of the two. Some shows I watch Japanese, some shows I watch English. Depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. But like, like some shows, like there's this one that I'm watching right now called Fruits Basket. I accidentally spoiled someone today about the latest episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you're bad for that person. No, no, the whole thing with it was, uh, I was in a Zoom meeting, uh, for like the International Music Day event that's happening. Mm-hmm. That SPJ organizing. And there was like an ice break. What was the latest TV show that you have watched? And if you were the main character of it, what would happen to you? Editor Utkarsh here. The following few minutes contain spoilers for the ending of Fruits Basket, so please do be careful. Skip to one hour twenty-three minutes to skip the spoilers. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't watch Fruits Basket, right? No, no, no. Okay. So I, I was just like, okay, so. The, the latest show that i watched is fruits basket i just watched the latest episode a few hours ago if i was the la- if i was the main character in that show i would get according to the latest episode brutally stabbed and thrown off a cliff and into a hospital and the final villain just going crazy because that's the stuff that happened in the latest episode and I, and i was like i don't expect anyone else to in this zoom call to know this show because it's like mm-hmm. not one of the top shows out there right because mm-hmm. it's like not naruto dragon ball z my hero yeah. level but then there was this girl who was like are you talking about fruits basket and i was like oh god oh god oh no i haven't watched the latest episode yet it only came out yesterday <gasps> oh no i feel bad for her and i was just like no the, the the whole thing with it is the stabbing and the th- getting thrown off the cliff that was like a cliffhanger in the last episode where the main where the villain had like a knife to the main character's throat and like everyone was like what's going to happen what's going to happen and in this episode the main character got stabbed and thrown off a cliff and i accidentally told that to her and she oh, was no. like <laughs> and and it was like oh no oh dear god did she like get annoyed or something no she didn't at least it was like this was a risk we had when we were talking about the latest episodes of shows that okay. we were watching okay. but like the worst part of it is the show's about to end i just spoiled her there's like four episodes left i just spoiled her the final showdown <laughs> it wasn't even like uh, in the middle or a beginning showdown this was like 60 episodes in like this is the fourth last episode out there and i was like i told her how the story starts ending oh my god she probably she's probably like oh my god i shouldn't have <laughs> but then that's her risk that's her fault i mean like i'm not she she asked everyone what's the latest episode you watched but then she was one of the hosts she was one of the hosts of the zoom meeting so i'm just okay, like She's probably never going to ask that question ever again. The rules for our meeting are at the end of every meeting there has to be one icebreaker question. And I'm just like 
Okay, I have spoiled someone's favorite TV show. What's the next thing I can spoil for the other people? Oh no, so evil! <laughs> you want me to spoil Bleach for you? How it ends? No, okay, bye. No, no, no. I'm good. You want me to tell you how Death Note ends? No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like the Toby Maguire of sorry, not Toby Maguire. No, no, no. I, I, I hate people who spoil. I, I can't. The latest Spider-Man actor. I don't know. I'm not telling Tom anyone. Uh, Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland. I'm basically the Tom Holland of SPGen. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you you definitely are. The thing is, he accidentally spoiled. You will be spoiling on purpose. <laughs> At the end of Bleach. Okay, bye. <laughs> I haven't watched a single episode. How can I spoil it for you? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you heard a spoiler from someone else. I'm gonna go on Wikipedia now. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, so that's my history with K. That's my history with anime. K anime. That's how it all happened. Hey. Yeah. Oh no! I think we are about to run out of time in two minutes. Oh. Damn it! It's about to be twelve forty, which was when we decided to end. Well, now they gotta get back to episode two. Yes, you people have to come to episode two. We will be, we will be discussing the future of anime and K-pop, and potentially even having a guest if some episode if we want to. <laughs> Who can we have as guests? Do we have ideas? Um, not really. We, oh, we can have, find people. No worries. We have K-pop anime. We need anytime a guest comes, they need to talk. They need to have the point of view of something third like spanish telenovelas or something oh, we can work with that who do we get for spanish telenovelas do we have anyone in spgen you can find someone you can talk to people maybe we can just get yash one time and you guys can gang up upon me with k-pop yeah we were definitely gonna do that <laughs> well, I, I, i'll just get kritika so you know what the fuck what the hell did i just say i'll get kritika i'll take did my brain stop working? Yeah, I think so. Pretty late though. I'll get, I'll get faith someday and we'll gang up on the I I've been converting her little by little. Yes. It's been a process. <laughs> she has a lot of mental barriers up, but I managed to get her to watch two shows. Ooh, nice. Yes. Slowly taking her to the dark side. Yes. I'm gonna snatch her for anime before you get to snatch her for K-pop. Mm-hmm. Yes. It helps that we are interning together. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, so that has been episode one of KAP. Are there, hey. any, are there any final closing remarks that we shall have? Watch the next episode because we're gonna end this one on a cliffhanger. Yes. Watch the next episode. We might have a secret guest if we want to. Yes. Yeah. So now, so watch us on YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And if you hate our faces, definitely watch it on Spotify and Google Podcast because we'll at least be having images on YouTube. <laughs> so, sayonara. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And cliffhanger music even though we don't have a real cliffhanger ah!